Welcome to the Live My Dream podcast, hosted by me, Brendan Abernathy, singer, songwriter, and performing artist, traveling around the United States, living my dream, which I would love for you to follow along with on beabernathy.com. That's babernathy.com. On this podcast, I interview cool people doing cool things about their decision to step boldly into fear and make their dream a reality today. What is up? This is the <laughs> Live My Dream podcast, and this is your host, Brendan Abernathy. Today, that beautiful laugh you hear is from my wonderful friend, Caitlin Lutz. We are recording at her place of work at the Atlanta Tech Village, where she runs two companies, and we are so excited. I'm so excited to hear her talk about her dream and how she's living it today. So, Caitlin, why don't you introduce yourself quickly so everybody can get to know you a little bit, and uh, then we'll jump in. Amazing. Hi, everyone. <laughs> My name is Caitlin Lutz. I am Brendan's friend. I just graduated from UGA a couple weeks ago. I'm here at the Village. This is a terrible introduction. I'm just repeating what you said, basically. <laughs> I just did a good job. Um, okay, I'm going to make it easy for you. Describe yourself in seven words. Yeah, you said to make it easy for me, but unfortunately, that is not an easy task. Okay, so enthusiastic, positive, outgoing, introverted, homeschooled. That's a terrible one. (laughs) (laughs) Entrepreneur, hopeful. What a great seven words. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure. Tell us a little bit more about the companies and exactly what they look like. Yeah, absolutely. So Spark Women is a nonprofit, and it's a nonprofit whose goal is to equip more women for the construction industry. So what I'm doing with that right now is going and speaking to high schoolers about the benefits there are of going into the trades. So college is, I, I think, wonderful. I love my college experience and I'm really glad that I went to college, but college is not for everyone. And it is this box that we've created that we've told people, hey, you need to, if you want to have a successful life, a successful career, you want to support your family, you need to go into this four-year university. You need to go get a degree and then you need to go get an office job and then you need to, you know, you need to have this planned out, mapped out life but that's just not true and going into the trades is such an incredible opportunity that there's just there's not proper perception or awareness around and so i'm going to high schoolers and and talking to young women about you know hey this is the career that you can have as a welder this is the career that you can have as an electrician and it's pretty great and so I, I love doing that with Spark Women. And the other company that I'm in Atlanta Tech Village starting is called New Crew. And it's a recruitment platform for the construction industry. So matching up skilled workers with different subcontractors. Where are you in the stages of building that company, New Crew? So I'm definitely in, in the beginning stages. I am basically creating these little community groups and you know saying hey electricians in georgia come join this group and talk to other electricians in georgia and i post jobs in there whether that's full-time jobs or contract jobs 
in order to get people engaged with each other and then engage with companies that are looking to hire them or, or homeowners that are looking for a kind of side job to do. Cool. Man, are you struggling from not having the ideal summer that you were hoping to have? Or maybe you're just hoping to make some new friends in a fun way. Well, the burrito challenge is perfect for you. This episode of the Live My Dream podcast is made possible by the Burrito Challenge. Now, what is the Burrito Challenge? Well, the Burrito Challenge is the best day of the year. Now, I have a lot of awesome days in my year. I'm thankful for that. But the Burrito Challenge takes the cake by being on top. Or moreover, it takes the burrito, I guess. Because what the Burrito Challenge is, is an all-day fun fest, including eating five burritos, three fun activity stops, and a day packed full of exciting surprises one of which is a concert by me. Woohoo! And just by participating in it, you're helping raise money for St. Jude's, a recovery center based in Atlanta. And this year, it is only $50 to cover everything for the day. That is including five burritos, three amazing activities, an incredible day of surprises, a concert, and raising money for the fine people of St. Jude's. But if you use the promo code DREAM, that's right, DREAM, you get $5 off your registration. That's 10% off. That's amazing. So go check out the Burrito Challenge on Instagram at Burrito Challenge and go to their website at theburritochallenge.com and sign up for this awesome day. I personally will be there on Saturday, August 3rd. I would not miss it. It is truly such a fun day. I'll be playing tunes, eating burritos right alongside you and enjoying these awesome activities for the best day of the year at the Burrito Challenge. All right, and we are back. So, Caitlin, could you tell us a little bit more about the origins of your ideas and how you decided to start Spark Women and New Crew? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, I just graduated UGA a couple weeks ago. Go dogs! Love UGA. And my fall semester of my senior year, so about nine months ago, I did a program called the UGA Idea Accelerator. And that is basically a program where you take an idea that's written on a napkin and you validate it over eight weeks and you pitch it and the winner gets five grand and hopefully you turn it into a real business. So I did that program. I started it with a very different idea than what I actually ended up with. I only had that idea for about two weeks before the final pitch. And I, the initial idea that I had just wasn't working. I was interviewing a bunch of people about it and it just was kind of falling flat. But my parents flip houses and my mom was always complaining about how they couldn't find someone to put in tile for a reasonable price. They couldn't find a good general contractor. They couldn't find an electrician. And it was just a huge problem for her. I looked more into it and found that right now in the construction industry, there's over 650,000 completely empty open jobs. And there's a huge shortage of labor. And when I was doing all that research, I also found that women make around two to 3% of skilled workers in the construction industry which I know is shocking. And you guys can't see this right now, but Brendan's face is very shocked. It's totally shocking. Flabbergasted. (laughs) Um, So I just thought that that was crazy because you can have a really incredible career in the construction industry. You can do really well for yourself and 
just there's this whole group of people that have no idea that that is even close to an opportunity or an option for them. So two weeks before the final pitch, I created a program. I put quotes around program because it really wasn't anything, but I created a program called Spark Women that works to equip more women for the construction industry and the skilled trades and pitched it and ended up winning that competition and spent the next six months interviewing over 250 people in the construction industry. Uh, lots, yeah, lots, lots of folks. <laughs> what was the most fascinating conversation you had with those 250 people? Probably the most fascinating, but also one of the saddest ones was a woman I met. She was working on a construction site. I kind of just went up to her and asked her about, you know, hey, how'd you get here? What is your job? What does your day look like? And we had a great conversation, but she carried a big knife on her vest. And I asked her, you know, why, why do you have the knife? Is it for your work? Or, and she said, no, there's actually two guys on the site who are pretty verbally abusive to me. And um, this is to kind of keep them away from me and to, you know, keep them off, keep them off me. And that was just horrifying to learn about. And what was also really sad about that is her dad owned the construction company and there is such a huge labor shortage that he couldn't fire two people on the job site who were verbally abusing his daughter, which is just unbelievable. And definitely not the work environment that is, that is appropriate (laughs) or welcoming to women in any sense of the word. Um, or welcoming to to people in general. So that was really sad, but. With it not being the healthiest environment for women to work in, what is the vision behind Spark Women in order to bring those women into that industry, but in a way that is healthy and viable for construction? Yeah, absolutely. So the woman that I was talking about in that story, she was the only woman that worked in that construction company and on that site. But when you have more open-minded people or when you have more it's hard to it's hard to be the first one to do something and it's hard for the rest of the organization to get used to whatever that new thing is whether it's a woman joining the work site or you know someone from a different cultural background or whatever once people get used to that being normal once it becomes normalized then it becomes less of an issue So the goal with getting more women into the construction industry is yes, to bring light to these incredible careers that you can have in the trades, but also to, you know, to not allow that situation that happened to that woman to ever happen again. And when there are more women in the, in the industry and in the company, that will happen less and less. You say it is hard to be the first to do something. Yes. Yet you are starting two companies. So how did you decide to be the first to do that? And what challenges are you seeing? So it's definitely not easy. (laughs) And it was a very, it was an easy but also difficult decision to make. It It was easy because I know that it is exactly what I wanted. And I knew that that is exactly what I needed to be doing, but it's also a hard decision because 
it's incredibly difficult and I know it's only going to continue to be very difficult. How did you know it was exactly what you needed to be doing? I have known that I have wanted to be an entrepreneur my literal entire life. It is the only thing that I've been sure that I've wanted to do. Even since I was a little kid, I would start little businesses. I would try to sell my Barbies or I would try to sell, you know, just, yeah, just try to figure out ways to, honestly, I was just a little hustler. I kind of hate that word, but I, (laughs) I kind of was. And always saw a lot of problems and opportunities with them, even just as a kid and teenager and growing up. And I started working at a software company the summer after my freshman year of college and was the 30th something employee and now they have really exploded and they are now over 250 employees. And so I got to see a company built from almost the the ground up and you know, really got to experience how difficult entrepreneurship was, but also how rewarding and exciting and gratifying. And my parents are also entrepreneurs, which obviously is the, the catalyst for all of this. But I just, I knew that I wanted to start something and I knew that I needed to because I desperately want that independence. And hopefully right now is the poorest I will ever be in my life. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> and I'm very used to living within my means and my means right now are very minimal. And I will live within my means, however minimal they are, for as long as it takes. And I know that if I took a job, if I moved to San Francisco and worked for a fancy tech company or whatever it is, I would get used to a certain lifestyle and I didn't want to get used to that. And I didn't want to get comfortable. I wanted to put myself in an uncomfortable situation as long as I am still uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. One of the things that helped me make my decision was coming to the realization that I was more afraid of failing to start than starting and failing. And I heard that in Adam Grant TED Talk back in probably January. Does that philosophy apply to you as well? Definitely. I think one of the scariest things is not, for me at least, is not living up to my potential, which can be kind of a a weakness and a strength. It is kind of torturous to (laughs) always be you know, working really hard and trying really hard. And I, I think it's important. I definitely think it's important to always do your best. But I, my whole life, I've always thought that I was behind. Even when I was, we lived in LA for a few years and I was in trying to basically become an actor or a singer or whatever on a Disney Channel TV show. Didn't happen. Just spoiler alert. Who would try to become a singer? (laughs) Yeah, it's a a pipe dream. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going on all these auditions and I was 13 thinking, I am so behind. I'm so behind. All of these kids that I'm auditioning with right now, they started when they were eight years old. They started when they were 10 years old. I only started when I was 13. And... I just have had that mindset my whole life, always thinking that I was behind and always trying to push myself forward to 
to be ahead, to get ahead of whatever was chasing me, which is really nothing, just myself. And I think that still pushes me today of feeling like I need to be the youngest entrepreneur. I need to be, if I don't start this now, someone's going to do it. If I don't do this now, someone's going to do it. I'm already behind. I'm already behind. I'm already behind. And that pushes me forward. But I think that's also not, that's also something that I struggle with. <laughs> it's not a great way to <laughs> to live your life. How do you fight the feelings or thoughts of insufficiency? Well, the classic quote is comparison is the thief of joy. And I think I I definitely buy into that. I also think that looking up to people is important so that you can have goals so you can see, oh, this person is there, that's where I want to be. I'm going to set my goals around whatever that thing is. But Honestly, it's just waking up in the morning and saying, I am enough and I am exactly where I need to be. I'm waking up with the exact amount. I'm waking up with the exact amount of knowledge that I need today. I'm waking up with everything, all the capabilities that I have today that is enough to get me through today and to pursue what I'm pursuing and pursue my dreams because I totally believe that wherever you are is exactly where you need to be and it's exactly where you're meant to be. And if I thought that I needed to be somewhere else, if I said, no, I should be here, I should be younger, I should be more ahead, that, I mean, that just doesn't exist. I'm not, and so that's not where I'm meant to be. I'm I'm meant to be exactly where my feet are. Not coming from a construction background, how do you get pumped up to work on construction problems? I did not know anything about the construction industry nine months ago. Before the Idea Accelerator, knew absolutely nothing about it. And like I said, interviewed over 250 people in the construction industry, anywhere from a welder to a project manager to a construction company owner, and honestly and truly did fall in love with the construction industry. And Right now, like I said, in the industry, there's 650,000 jobs that are completely open and ready for someone to take. And my purpose behind everything that I'm doing right now is essentially in order to alleviate poverty, you need to grow the middle class. And there are 650,000 jobs in the middle class right now that there's not awareness about that women don't know that they, you know, they, they can be an electrician and have an incredible career for themselves, make an incredible living, support their families, support themselves. And not even, and it's not, it's not just a job, but it's a career. There's so many places where you can, you know, you can be an electrician, but you could be a superintendent, you can be a project manager, you can own your own business. And unless your family is in the construction industry, you probably do not know that that is even close to being an option for you. So the, my purpose behind all of this is bringing awareness to opportunities to basically join an industry that you knew nothing about. Again, not coming from a construction background, is it ever hard to relate to these high school girls about construction jobs? No. I think that's why I'm able to relate to them is because I can say, hey, I didn't know that this was an option until nine months ago. 
if I was your age, if I was 17 years old and somebody had told me <laughs> and somebody was walking in here telling me I should be a welder, I probably actually would have said that they were crazy. <laughs> but I think because they see me and they see that I'm real, that I'm actually, I didn't grow up in the construction industry. My parents have only been flipping houses for three to four years. I really didn't know anything about it. They can see my honesty when I say this is something really incredible and a real option that you should pursue. And nobody can tell you what you should do with your life. Nobody can tell you that you need to do something that you might not want to do. If this sounds interesting to you, follow it because there's no one saying that you need to go to college to have an incredible life and an incredible career. And for some people, that is the case. And for me, definitely, I loved UGA, but not not for everyone. What an illuminating perspective. I love that. At lunch, so Caitlin and I went to lunch at Chipotle in just a great meal. Great, great time. Great time. We discussed a lot of different things. And one of the things Caitlin brought up that absolutely blew my mind was her philosophy on boxes. So Caitlin, you just mentioned boxes. You just mentioned that no one can force us to do things that we don't want to do. Please share with everyone listening, which you shared with me at lunch that just blew my mind, the box loots theorem. Yes, uh, that, that is its given name, Good. box loots theorem. In our world, we create boxes in the human world in, on Earth. We create all types of boxes, whether that's going to high school, going to college, having a job, working in a building, living in a certain type of house, subdivisions, whatever, whatever it is, there's boxes all around us all the time. And we create those boxes so that we can live our lives normally and live a good life and they're definitely not bad but they're kind of to keep us what i was telling brandon earlier today at lunch was we're on this just giant floating ball in the middle of what is seemingly endless space and in order to keep us from going absolutely crazy we create all these boxes to make our life seem normal and not like we're on a giant floating ball in endless amounts of space. But those don't actually exist. There's no one that is telling you, you need to live your life a certain way. There's no one that can tell you that you need to live your life a certain way, that you need to take part in any of those boxes. There's no one telling you even that you that you should. And... I just don't believe that they exist. I believe we just have a wide open ocean of life ahead of us. There's just endless possibilities. You know, when you look at the the ocean and you can see the horizon and it just looks absolutely endless, that is what your life is, especially after college. (laughs) (laughs) And you can just build whatever you whatever you want to build you have a blank canvas and everything that is around us right now whether it's this building whether it's this little room that we're recording in whether it's skyscrapers whether it's cities whether it's countries everything was originated from someone's dream and someone who saw the world as a blank canvas that they could paint whatever they wanted on 
And I totally believe that that is true for every single person on this planet. And if people had that perspective, you know, we're building incredible things as a world right now, but if everyone had that perspective, what could we accomplish? Mm -hmm. That you can just, whatever you dream up, you can make happen. It's not gonna be easy, but you can do it. You can do it, 100%. You You can do whatever you dream up. Tell us about your lifestyle. <laughs> so my lifestyle is is a little bit strange. I, like I said, am hopefully the poorest I'll ever be, aka I'm living with my parents, which is great. I love my family. I'm really close with my family, but it is a little weird being a graduate of a university and living with your family. <laughs> and... But I will, I I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for them. But I wake up at about 6.30 every morning. I have recently just started to be a runner. I don't even know if I've been doing it long enough to say that I am a runner. But my whole life, I've, I've hated running. I used to play competitive tennis, and I just hated the running part of tennis. And... It's only been... There's a lot of running in tennis. <laughs> yeah, probably why. I just don't Poor play sport right now. choice. <laughs> I, but yeah, I did. I honestly, I, I love the, sa- I mean, the satisfaction of hitting the ball just is really nice. Is <laughs> really nice. But I was never a runner. I could barely run a mile. But ever since I have been trying to start a business, I can't not run. I have to run every single day. Because it just get you just have all this hype inside of you all the time, and if you don't get that energy out somehow, if I don't clear my mind, if I don't clear my body of all of the the excitement and the endorphins and the anxiety, <laughs> then I think I would just explode. So I wake up and I have been going on runs every morning, and then I'll get into Atlanta Tech Village at around eight o'clock. And I have tons of meetings all day. So I'm talking to electricians, I'm talking to construction company owners, I'm talking to, I'm cold calling a lot of people to try to get them to give me job postings or to become a part of the community. And I'm, I'm speaking at high school, so I'm kind of traveling around Georgia a lot. And so every day looks a little bit different, but I really try to wake up at 6.30 every single morning and have a really solid start to my day. Sometimes that doesn't work out always, but I try to keep that pretty pretty consistent. And so I'm, I'm working a lot. I'm working a lot of hours just as any new entrepreneur is going to. And I, I know that that will continue for a long time. Um, but I, but I love what I'm doing. I love meeting with people and which then that's great. And the times that I'm not meeting with people, honestly, I am sending emails. My day looks like I'm sitting down for hours at a time and sending emails when I'm not in meetings. 
and cold calls and getting rejected a lot getting a lot of people saying do not come back <laughs> no thank you <laughs> yeah you it's a lot of rejection it's kind of harsh yeah how I do know. you deal with the rejection well you honestly just you it is it was really painful at first i i don't know if you've taken the the strengths finder test but my number one strengths finder is woo which means winning others over and it is my it pushes me but it's also my kryptonite and when i don't win someone over even if it's just someone answering the phone having no idea who i am it's so painful it's so painful and so i really honestly you just have to push through and my strategy for that for anyone in sales or or anything like that is you just create a goal say i'm going to call 10 people within this hour and then it becomes about the goal it and it doesn't become about the whatever rejection you you get from from those people but so my day looks like a lot of meetings a lot of emails a lot of rejection and a lot of hype inside that i get out through Mm. running and then seeing friends and family at night do you rest well or is it kind of hard to quiet your mind at night too it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to quiet my mind i'm not I am a I can sleep anywhere if I'm tired enough I will sleep on a plane I'll sleep on a bus I'll sleep on the floor but I I constantly am waking up in the middle of the night and writing down an idea or pulling out the notes on my phone or I I don't know or you know sometimes you just want to wake up in the middle of the night and do some sit-ups or something yeah I, 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 I know that that might I don't know if any of you guys have ever had that urge personally <laughs> unfortunately I've never had the sit-up urge at 3 a.m it's just it's just I think sometimes it is hard it is hard to turn my mind off when it's you're trying to work it so hard all day concern for anyone starting a company is money how do you eat Yes. So I work part-time at a marketing software company. So I work there 15 hours a week. Um, It's mostly remote and I've worked there for for quite a while. It's called Terminus. They're an incredible company and the the people there are are wonderful. And I also was able to win three competitions. So that gave me a little bit of funding and, and runway to get started. I'm not generating revenue yet. The goal is by the end of the summer to be generating revenue, but I'm, I'm just not there yet. I'm testing out a bunch of different things right now. And so hopefully soon I will be, you know, bringing in some cold hard cash with new crew. But yeah, at the, at the moment, it's just those competitions and, and working part-time. Love it, working hard. Another trip or cheap vacation Make another wish on a constellation I fear that I am losing you But I know I'm only moving through this stage of life I feel risky But I gotta move on something that's better and bigger now Moving forward, what does the future look like? What are your goals? What do you hope New Crew and Spark Women to be doing in a year or five years or ten years? I mean, what does all of that look like for you? Yeah. So my goal for New Crew and Spark Women is kind of one overarching goal. And I kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but it's to 
bring awareness to opportunities that people never knew existed. And then once people find out about those opportunities and pursue them to maximize their potential with whatever those are, with whatever career that they choose. So with Spark Women, it's to bring awareness when they had no awareness to prepare them for a career. And then once they get in that career with new crew to maximize their potential within that career maximize the amount of, of breaking, bacon that they can bring home to their families. And my goal with that is to fill those 650,000 jobs with, with people who had no idea that those careers were available to them. And the shorter term goal is to create a community of skilled workers in Georgia with new crew and match them with with incredible opportunities with with great companies to you know find side jobs to again bring more bacon to their families and more food on the table and um, and to maximize their their career and their potential do you want to do this with your whole life would you like to pivot at some point what's the long-term dream so my my long-term dream is is not necessarily always I don't know if it's always going to be in construction but it will definitely be bringing awareness and bringing to to careers and opportunities that people never knew existed and bringing whatever dreams people have to reality and making them happen and so I you know I don't know how long I'll be in the construction industry for but there's careers, there's opportunities, there's dreams that so many people have and they don't believe in them. They don't believe that they will come to fruition. Especially in America, we have such an incredible opportunity to make those dreams a reality. And so in whatever I'm doing, which you know, I don't know what it will be for forever for the rest of my life, but whatever I'm doing, I know that I will be doing my best to help people realize their dreams and turn an opportunity into something real, into reality. I think it's worth saying as well that Caitlin is living her dream right now, but she's also been working really hard to make even this possible. She paid for her own college, paid for everything throughout it. That's everyday America, and that's people making the quote-unquote American dream, whatever that actually means, happen through hard work and through believing in yourself. So yeah, living example. Right and here. not giving up, persevering. That's the biggest thing. You just got to persevere. And and nothing, I mean, if you, if you just don't quit, nothing can stop you. Absolutely nothing can stop you. And give yourself time. One of my mentors said that we always overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in five. We have a grand life ahead of us and it is just that grand and big and open and wide and hopefully long. And so, you know, we always we always think of our lives, I think, in one year spans. You know, I need to do this within the next year. I need to have the perfect job. I need to start the perfect company. I need to whatever be doing the perfect thing within the next year but you totally underestimate the next five years the next 10 years 15 so many entrepreneurs you know they weren't successful 
until <laughs> the company had been around for 15 years. And for 15 years, it wasn't doing well, but then all of a sudden, they're Apple. So, you know, don't underestimate those, those, those five years, and that's what I'm telling myself every day. Last section of the podcast is Kyle Larson's life hacks. So once again, Kyle Larson, thank you for life hacks and all that they are from college. And we pass your legacy on on the Live My Dream podcast with the life hacks section. So Caitlin, to start us off rapid fire on these, life hack number one. It doesn't exist. I think I speak for everyone when I say please elaborate. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I, I do think to some degree there are, there are quote unquote life hacks, but I don't think that there's an easy way. I don't, I don't think that there are true hacks to get you through life or to make something, to make a hard road easy. But... If I did have to choose one, <laughs> if I if I did have to choose one, I would say that um, it would be getting up early. I think that getting up early really sets your mind for the day ahead of you in a way that nothing else does. And not only getting up early, but getting up right when you get up, just waking up and getting out of your bed immediately because. It will just it will just give you a boost like nothing else will, and I'm still trying to not fail at doing that all the time. But <laughs> but when I when I do, then my day is is always more productive. App everyone needs to download. So I don't have a lot of apps on my phone because I don't have a lot of storage on my phone. I'm one of those people that if I need to take a picture, I'll delete Spotify or Instagram or something. <laughs> but if I, di- if I did have to choose an app that I use every single day, it's Waze, W-A-Z-E, the, yes, the navigation app. I mean, that thing has gotten me through some hard times. We're also in Atlanta, and if you've never been to Atlanta... It's terrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, no, Atlanta's not terrible. Oh, Atlanta, I'm sorry. I, it's not. I didn't. Traffic's mean it. terrible. Traffic yeah, is th- terrible. There's never been a city where Waze is more pertinent than Atlanta, Georgia. True. Album everyone needs to listen to. So I love classical music, and the Los Angeles Philharmonic. They're incredible. They are really, really unbelievable, and they. I'm looking at it on Spotify right now, but they covered the composer Holst and Holst has these uh, I don't know series of songs an album of songs I don't know um but it's called The Planets so Los Angeles Philharmonic The Planets by Holst it's unbelievable so beautiful you're gonna cry amazing for the people who think they don't have time for a full album a single that you think everyone should listen to. Okay, it's by Gustav Mahler. It is Symphony Number no. Five in C Sharp Minor. Adiagito. Adiagito. I'm not really sure, but it's beautiful. She looks like she's in heaven right now. Um, okay, while well, the song's still going, book non self help book that everyone needs to read. Aragon. <laughs> oh 
like the like the the dragon book yeah the dragon the dragon book i really i love fantasy books and my favorite book growing up was was aragon so i've had four copies of it it's just a fun read but also really special to me i I don't know maybe that's a terrible choice but i i love aragon so i'm gonna say that and probably regret that later but no regrets no, that's I don't great. regret it. No, that's great. It's Aragon. Okay, to close it out, your piece of advice or encouragement for someone that's standing on the ledge and just considering doing something that terrifies them, but that they really want to do, what would you tell them? I would say that fear is non-existent. It, it truly does not exist. It is something that there are things that are scary, but you were built more creatively and more beautifully and more perfectly than you can ever imagine. And if God takes care of the sparrows and the ants and the, you know, the tiny little creatures all over the world, why wouldn't he take care of you? He is going to take care of you. You are going to be okay. And there were millions of people that were scared to start things and to go out on their own or to do something different or new than everyone else around them. And they did it and the world would not be the same if they didn't. And that is you right now. The world will not be the same if you do not live your life and the way that you see it being lived in whatever paint, whatever picture you put on your canvas, if you don't live your life that way, the world is going to miss out and you are going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. (laughs) Wow. What an encouraging and inspiring conversation. And if you enjoyed it as much as I did, I'm sure that you want to follow along with Caitlin and her journey with these two companies. And some great ways to do that are to A, follow her on Instagram, at Caitlin Lutz, and B, check out her two websites for these two companies. The first one is sparkwomen.com, that's S-P-A-R-K-E, women.com, and the second is newcrew.io, that's N-E-U, newcrew.io. And if you have anyone that you know that you think would be an awesome fit for the Live My Dream podcast, please reach out on my website at babernathy.com on the Connect tab. And if you just want to sit down and have a conversation about your dream with me, there's nothing I would love more than to do exactly that. I hope you've been encouraged by this episode of the Live My Dream podcast. And I hope you'll join me on the next episode when I interview John Aden and Matt Zimmerman about their previous years and the ones ahead when they've started the Burrito Challenge, worked at Texas Roadhouse, and worked in wilderness therapy in Utah. Amazing, amazing stuff. In the meantime... I hope you'll go out and take step one and make your dream happen today. Thank you again for listening to this first episode of the Live My Dream podcast. This episode was edited and produced by Brendan Abernathy and sponsored by the Burrito Challenge. All music is Brendan's own original works from the Hope You Have project. And the theme song is The Rat Race, which is available on all digital music platforms under the artist name Brendan Abernathy. Also featured on this episode were excerpts from unreleased songs, Three Blocks Down the Road and Fruit Loops, which will be released in the coming months, which you can follow along with on Babernathy.com. If you've made it this far, here's a quote that I'm absolutely loving right now. You've earned it. The quote is, 
Beauty isn't greatness, it's simplicity. Go live your dream.